Welcome to Life in the Land of the Ice and Snow Special Summer Edition. Today we're going to hear a bit about exploring the Viking island of Birka, the Swedish archipelago, road trips in Norway, and square watermelons. Enjoy! Don't so, worry. we have... I am Tori. And I'm Lindsay. What do you like to do in the summer? That's a great question. That's a great like, question. Vacation is an absolute must. I have to leave the country one way, shape, or form. In the Swedish summer? So yes. I agree oh. with you. I mm-hmm. think that it is absolute lunacy that people leave this yeah, beautiful city right when it gets good. That's the payoff. Yeah, but that's... Because yeah, you, do you don't go? really understand Swedish summer. Because Swedish summer can be amazing, and it can also be hell on earth. This yeah. is the argument and then that I've heard. <laughs> you have stayed in this country for an entire year mm. and bet on Swedish summer being good and gotten screwed. I mean, last year we went to Italy and France. Uh, sometimes we go to Maine. We have a our family has two cabins on a lake in Maine. Nice. Sometimes it's oh, some other adventure, but like yeah, get out of Dodge for a little while. Mm. Yeah, I took the opposite approach. So this past summer, I was a tourist in my own city since this was my first summer Mm. here in Stockholm. Ah, Um, great summer. So I spent my days literally just exploring the city, hopping in the car that Lindsay and Dennis uh, thankfully let me borrow since they were in Italy. (laughs) They took pity on me and gave me the car. Um, And drive around and just go to a bunch of different places. I've been told that I have explored more of Stockholm than most people have in their entire time living so here. So what, what were some of your favorite places? Um, so we went to Birka. I actually mm-hmm. really enjoyed working around Birka. Lindsay's like, what so is that? I've I never know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, explain Birka then. So it is actually one of the oldest Viking. It's like a Viking colony. It's a Viking island. Um, and so you take this boat over and... You take your car in the boat. No. So I we didn't. No. I mean, we drove uh, to a nearby port and then just took the boat over. Took yeah. 45 minutes to go over there and then you get off this boat and you see a couple of um i don't know pictures of what civilization could have looked like at that point and then you just walk around this beautiful island that has largely been untouched for so long and full disclosure i mean like i love viking history like going to see the runic stones i just they're they're just cool you don't see stuff like that in the states um the state's history you know it's not terribly substantial (laughs) i remember by by comparison when dennis and i dennis is my swedish husband and we i took him to philadelphia yeah and we took him to constitution hall and or you know the constitution center and independence hall showed him all this stuff and he would not stop making the same joke for the next two weeks which was Everywhere we went, he would be like, this is a hundred years old. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, my husband does the same thing. (laughs) He's like, seriously? So lame. Mm. It's like brand new. You know what's really fascinating though when we talk about runestones is that have you ever seen one defaced? No. 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 But think about what happens in the U.S. or anywhere else with like historic items. That's so true. Such a good I point. I thought about the same thing that you see these runestones that in the states would be in a museum, mm-hmm. but they're just like around, mm-hmm. and no one ever destroys them or yeah spray paints on them or something. It's yeah. it's so weird. It's like you think they're fake because they're just there. Yeah. You really do. It's not. it's so true. We would actually hop in the car, uh, my boyfriend and I, and we would literally just go. This sounds so 
lame hunting for rune stones and we would just randomly go into <laughs> a field so lame. it is That's so amazing me. i know um but oh we were just I like go hunting for rune stones it was wonderful you yeah. would be like driving around and you'd be like there's one you get out of the car you take a look at it it's so beautiful it's literally untouched there mm. and you're like how is this possible? And I've always been a little bit of a lover of history. In the States, the house that I purchased was built in 1805, which is like really wow. old for yeah, state standards. Hundred <laughs> years old. This is our history. So you have to imagine that, you know, I just like I lap it up. Side note, yeah. ghost? Uh, very good question. Uh, definitely possible. There have been some, there were some interesting sounds that occurred there. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, probably. It was a super <laughs> creepy house. It was, it was super it was creepy. A, it was cute, but it was a little creepy. So I loved it. But yeah, Lindsay and Dennis came to stay with Franny uh, one time for probably two days. And you could literally see like the <laughs> dust coming off of their feet running out of this house. Yeah. <laughs> it was not their jam. My jam, definitely not their jam. Yeah. Yeah. But, but real quick, I want to hear more about Birka. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's a lovely, lovely space. And to be honest, one of the things that we got into the habit of doing, my boyfriend and I, was over the summer, we would just go out for these really long walks. And when I meet, say really long walks, I mean, we'd go out and six hours later in the middle of the night, we'd be like, oh, we should probably go home <laughs> because the city is basically your own yeah. Oh, yeah. during yeah. the summertime. It's, I mean, it's the best time to go there because there's nobody around. There's nobody around. Yeah. We would literally be walking down the center of the street and not see another human soul yeah. for a mile. Um, so that's literally what we did. We we just weaved our way around. We broke away from every other person and every other group and we just walked and talked and you just sort of feel, I don't know, a little bit of like peace being out there. It's so quiet and so isolated and I don't know, in life it's not terribly easy to find places like that. Mm -hmm. So when you get there, it just feels really special. And then the Viking hordes come. <laughs> yes. Well, this was something that was interesting. They were doing like Viking games when we were there. So there, everybody was centered around this like little central area when you first come off the boat. And they would be doing these like, I don't know, pulling like big pieces of wood and like throwing stuff. And, and um, I cheered for about five minutes and I was like, let's just go into some quiet. <laughs> So Marco from Italy. Yes. Do you typically spend your summers in Sweden? Um, yes and no. Mm -hmm. I'm lucky enough to have long summers, so I spend part of them in Italy and part of them in Sweden. Oh, what do you mean you're lucky enough to have long summers? Uh, I have kids in school, so you yeah, can plus take I work in a school, so I, I can pretty much take July off. Perfect. So where do you do you vacation back at home in Italy or do you go around? Um, in Italy, I don't know. We, My dad lives in Sardinia, so I've been there many times, of course. But this past year we were in Puglia, which is the, the far south, mm -hmm. which is also really nice. Uh, I'm from the north, so okay. I, I have to pass by my hometown anyway. Okay, so when you are in Italy, what are the like must-dos for the summer? Well, you want to be you want to be on the beach because it's too warm. Of course, you don't want to be in a big city. I do like to be in the Alps a lot. Well, especially when it's so hot and it's just getting hotter all the time every summer. I think in Italy, so you kind of do want to be in the north. You want to be when you can sleep well at night. Yes. So not in a big city, and you want to be either close to the sea or somewhere 
up on the mountains. What do you so do when you're in the mountains in the summer? Hike, I guess. I don't know. I have small kids, so we're just we're, there's no much action anymore. No, I understand that. <laughs> but yet, we'll come back. So your kids, what do they like to do? They like to be on the beach. Definitely. Of course. I mean, honestly, what kid would not want to be on the beach? Yes. And your opinion of Swedish beaches? Well, I really love the archipelago. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan. I have a little boat. I love to be around oh, there. Nice. I, I, the nature is just fantastic. I don't like to swim in it. Why not? It's cold and it's yes. dark. <laughs> I like the blue turquoise Mediterranean water if I have to be in it. I but get that. <laughs> no, I, I noticed the same thing yeah. because, yeah, of course, the, the cold water. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm from Texas, so it, yeah, there you go. after over 20 years here, I'm still not used to that cold water. <laughs> but it is clear. I mean, even though it's dark, it's dark because of the bottom, I think. But the water is. It's, it's not clear Mediterranean well, let me, clear Let me put it bottom. this way. It's, for me, it's, it's a lake. And the funny thing is that the, the, the Swedish word for Ostersjön is lake. Mm-hmm. And it is a lake. So if you like swimming in a lake, great. <laughs> but it's no Mediterranean beach. No, exactly. They're different things. I really, really enjoyed it. Maybe not just for swimming, but the environment, the nature is fantastic. I think that's wonderful, too. So I just have to ask you a tiny bit more about summer in Italy, because mm-hmm. we spend our summers in Italy, too. Mm-hmm. So all over Italy, number one, if you were going to tell somebody where to go. What are you looking for? Because it's so diverse. So That's the thing. I, I'm kind of on the same page with you. I love the mountains, but I also love the beach. The food is probably number one. So the, fu- the, the food is probably going to be good anywhere you go. I think... The further south you go, the better the beach, pretty much. The islands are, okay. you know, Sardinia well, and Sicily are great. Yeah. The beach in the north is not great. I really like the the middle of Italy, though. I think there's some mm-hmm. beautiful villages and kind of unexplored part of it that are really, really nice. So which regions are you talking about here? Um, Marche. Mm-hmm. Went there last year. Umbria. Uh, surprisingly beautiful. You were there. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I was so surprised because uh, we weren't. We went at the end of June and mm. covered in sunflowers. Yeah. Everybody focuses on yeah. Tuscany, but so Tuscany is a little bit more. What can I say? You, you you know what you get. It's a bit more pricey. It's a bit more tidy and mm-hmm. um, has probably. Is it more touristy? Uh, yeah. Mm. As a, as a bit more to offer, honestly. But that's, this is the second best, and it's quite unexploited. So. I know. Yeah, yeah. It's wonderful. And yeah. some nice beaches, too. And yeah. Kona and a lot of... South of it. South ah, of Kona, yeah. yeah. I think you need... It depends where you want. But if you want to go off the beaten track, you're quite... That's a good place to start. Naoko. Yes. From Japan. Yes. How do you spend your summers? Or how do you like to spend your summers? Or how did you used to spend your summers compared to now? That's a lot of questions. <laughs> um, so normally I go home to Japan. Last summer, I haven't been home for like, you know, the pandemic. It was 39 degrees in like pure humidity. It was just like, Ooh. whoa. I have been living here for 17 years. So I was just like, no. So I'm not going home this summer. <laughs> I'm going home in the wintertime. So ideally, not doing anything for at least three consecutive weeks. Forgetting what day it is. Nice. What time it is. So when you do go back to Japan, or when you did go back to Japan, what were some like typical summer things that you like to do there? 
in the summer in Japan, there's a lot of festivals, fireworks, you know, you get into, you know, not the kimono, like yukata. It's like the summer version of kimono. Oh, it's okay. only one layer. Whereas kimono, you have like the under layer and another layer and it's just like 20 kilos. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So not a, not a summer heat type no, of thing. No, 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 no. <laughs> so it's basically like what you get at Yasuragi and people walk around in it. But okay. like they have like a you know, thing to hold it tight. Yeah. And this is like kind of, would it be in a way like the Swedish folk costumes for? Kinda, yeah. Okay. In Japan yeah. during yeah. summer. Yeah. And uh, summer foods. Summer foods. I heard watermelons. Very popular. Very much summer. so. Mm-hmm. In like a square shape. Yes. That is the weirdest thing I, I read about. Is, yeah. But I heard that. Like the watermelon's a square. Yeah. How? Because they you probably just put it in a box or exactly. a special container. Really, and it yeah. grows it like that. In a, yes, and it doesn't roll off. Do you know? That's yes. Do you know why? Besides, it doesn't roll off. <laughs> but you can you stack it. <laughs> why they started doing that? At least from what I read. I do not, but it's practical, right? Like it you is can practical. Stack it up. It doesn't roll off. I was reading about like that kids and people like to play a game where you're you're supposed to yeah. smash it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With like a, you know, so like it's easier a if it doesn't roll. That's <laughs> very true. That is very true. Pinata on the ground. It makes so much sense. I'm I want to grow a square one now. I yeah. think you just you just get you a, just put get it a in container. like a yeah, like a you know one of those like styrofoam box with like a I just want to grow something but I've never even grown a watermelon so maybe <laughs> <laughs> you can start with like you know tomatoes <laughs> can you go square, square tomatoes, tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, on. why don't you tell me how you like to spend your summers me I think it, most of the time it's either road trips out fishing Ooh, where uh, do you go fishing Normally the lakes around where I live, so it's... it's Which area? Around uh, um, uh, around so normally in this, a lot in Solentune. Okay. And what do you catch there? Car, uh, what's, uh, what do you call these? Um, pikes. Pikes. All right. Decent-sized fish. Is about Whoa. <laughs> that is a very decent-sized <laughs> fish. <laughs> very cool. And road trips. Where do you like to go on road trips? I think normally it's Norway, that uh, because we have family there. So we do do quite a bit of Norway, but yeah, I think ever since I've moved to Europe, I've been traveling a lot. Like, uh, I think we did all of Europe in one month. From the car? or in the car, yes. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I take it. <laughs> I, do, I do quite a few road trips. Okay, why don't you, wh- could you give me some tips on the best way to do road trips around Europe? Because that's something I'd really like to do. I think it's it's just keeping patience and driving a lot. I think a lot of people just give up on that bit of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Distances are huge, so it, it takes. Yeah, I think it just takes yeah. A while but I would drive. imagine it, it takes forever to get out of Sweden, really. And then once you're out, maybe it's a little quicker from country to country, depending. Depends. depends yeah. Depends. Yeah. It, it, Germany is always much quicker, but yeah, I think it takes about six hours for six to seven hours, depending on how you drive to Malmo. Mm-hmm. Then. Denmark and then yeah basically the whole world opens up to you so then what's the worst place you've driven Oof, I think that would hands down be Rome it is agreed congested <laughs> as hell like, it's, it's also like uh, some, some some places are just not marked so you have these cobblestone roads that you can't drive on but they're not marked 
<sighs> and if you drive up, the fines are so huge. Yes. They, so I finally learned it's this uh, zone, what, lim, limitado yeah, zone? Some, yeah, something limited like, yeah. zone. And they have that circle. And you never see that circle until it's too late. And then it's like, ah, it I, just I, cost I, it me 100 euros yeah. to go down this street. I, I think I've got the most tickets in Italy, probably. Yeah. Same. I, I haven't driven down to Italy, but we fly to Italy and we rent mm. cars and drive. And yes, and the the tickets from Italy usually come like six months after you've exactly. been there. So you're like, what is this? And I got I actually got it on a on a rental car once. <laughs> that gets so expensive. And like uh, sometimes it's just twice of what your ticket is actually. Yeah, that's uh, extremely difficult. Mm. Shayna, why don't you? Tell us something about driving around in the summer. Uh, driving around <coughs> in the summer. So we do the trip up to Pitio, right? So the E4 all the way up. Right. And, uh, and how long is that? So in the summer, nine hours. In the winter, 11. <sighs> but uh, nine hours to me is nothing, right? Like, <laughs> as a Canadian, <laughs> you know, you're driving max, like, minimum six to get to the next somewhere. Like, somewhere decent. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Yeah, nine hours. I'm like, oh, this this is a breeze. And and we've trained our kids young, so we're used to road trips. We we love road trips. How do your kids occupy themselves in the car? What are some of your tricks? Um, so uh, I bring a lot of car games, like like uh, trivia games. So we do a lot of trivia stuff throughout the car. Um, we also uh, listen to podcasts or stories. Mm-hmm. I do comedians. So. Do you do, yeah, and comedians, yeah. exactly. <laughs> you have to be very careful with comedians, though, because, like, you know, all the good ones are really not child appropriate. I actually sit there and just like I edit the podcast, I edit my favorite comedians. So you it's edit? Them? Yes. Like you uh, download the podcast and edit it? Uh-huh. Wow. Just so it's appropriate for wow. the kids. Now, now they're older, so it's not such a big deal, but sometimes it's still like, you don't want to listen to this with your parents. So I think I'll just take this part out. Can I ask one more thing? Do you have any places that you like to stop off at, say, when you're going either to Norway or south to Malmo? I think Norway, I think Karlstad, there is, uh, on the way to Karlstad, actually, there is this lodge. It's called, It's actually called the Lake Lodge, which is... well Nice and, and to it, the point. It's just beautiful. I don't know why I like that. It's, it's just like... It's just this rocky lake with a little island. Like, you know, when you see these pictures, yeah. you see this like a rocky lake with a little island in between. Calm water. And it's always like that. It's just a small lake, but it's amazing. Like, yeah. uh, ah. they, I think they, it's on the road that goes to a Sunne. So that's when you actually leave Karlstad and you go towards uh, further north to the, to the border. Okay, you so you've got to kind of switch there anyway. So it, it is on the way to the, uh, yeah. to the borders towards Oslo. Yeah, I think that that is one of them. And then Norway is like, stop wherever you want to. <laughs> it's like as, as soon as you've crossed basically uh, Kristiansand, uh-huh. the mountain start and it's Which just beautiful. Which is that road that's always in all the movies where it's like little tiny islands that you're driving through in Norway. Like it's like, yeah. wh- wh- what's that's, that called? That's, that's in Stavanger. Okay. So mm. that is that, that looks is amazing. and and uh, if you go further north, it's that that crazy road that goes up and down. Oh my god! It's in a lot I of pictures. I think it's it it literally looks like you're driving like vertical. Oh, it's just this one yeah. huge rock because they couldn't break the rock, so they had to build a bridge over that rock. Maybe they just don't need to go there. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> yeah, Stavanger is like yeah. I think that part of Norway is just it's just natural beauty. Like they they haven't done anything special. They just have these like laybys, and they're just beautiful. You could just have a picnic there. And most of the roads, the the thing is, the way they have made the roads is it's just at the level of the lake. So you literally, when you're driving, especially in the winter, it feels like you know when you're looking at the lake, it's just a, a piece of glass. 
I wonder, do they have problems with flooding or, or anything no, anytime? No, it's, 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 they're just lakes. They're just stagnant lakes. So, yeah. And they have like these little rivers going through. It's, it's just like, they've, they've not done a good job. Yeah. With how, <laughs> how the place looks. And what about with, because um, you have a dog. Uh, what about stops for like rest areas for dogs? So from here, we normally drive drive all the way to Karlstad. In Karlstad, we have a place that uh, our dog gets to play. From there, we wait until we take the boat across. There's uh, Horten Moss. There is okay. a, the boat. So in Horten, which is in um, on the other side, they have another play area. Yeah. So normally we grab our lunch there because we leave early in the morning. So by then we are in Orton uh, during lunch hours. Then we grab our lunch while one eats, the other plays with the dog. So they, he, uh, she gets her. And then it's all the way straight to Stavanger, wow. which is another <laughs> six hours. So total trip from door to door? 14 hours. 14. That's Yeah, that's nothing. That's like Winnipeg to Calgary. Like, that's yeah. nothing. Nothing. Canada's yeah. too big. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? But 